Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Ho, ho. And welcome back to Brenton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is... Father Cliff, and Ooh. I can see Brett. Mm, yes, Father Cliff, Ooh. and Father uh, Cliff. I can see Brett. How are you? I'm fine. Yes, I like Father Cliff. It's quite nice, that isn't it? Mm, yeah, makes us feel kind uh-huh. and, and uh, homely. Yeah, and you, you, you actually sounded a little bit like Father Christmas at the start, whereas on the Halloween one, you sound like Mrs. Doubtfire. So that's better, <laughs> hasn't it? I've been practicing. <laughs> You've been practicing, have you? You did well. You could have deepened your voice somewhat. That's my only uh, complaint. Come back to us in ten years, and I'll have done it. <laughs> All right, then I will. Yeah, please. I will do. do that. Please do. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> no problem. I'll be happy to. I can. You're in the shadows again, as always. Yes. In the crypt. Crypt. <laughs> D. Davidson. Um. Mm-hmm. But what I can see is you look like you've got the facial hair of Lemmy this week and are also <laughs> sporting. Is it is that a Decepticon T-shirt I see before my very eyes? There that, you go, yes. my friend, is wonderful. Thanks. Thanks. It's a Primark special from years ago, I think. Aye. I am uh-huh. very much liking it. So well done to those kids in Indonesia. They've pulled that <laughs> off. Very well, they've done very well. Yeah, they've done really well, haven't they? <laughs> and also, might I add, thanks for me trainers. <laughs> <laughs> you did a you did a smashing job, lads. You did well done. Well done. Nimble hands. Nimble I mean, hands. for for a bunch of kids who've never seen trainers themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's ironic, isn't it? They should have the best of of the trainers. I would say, shouldn't they? There was. Those guys, but unfortunately not. I mean, it's I shocking, isn't it? Anyway, terrible. It's what terrible. can you do? Well, we're making light of child slavery there, but we really shouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just joking, aren't we? I mean, uh, I mean they're not. Christmas, I'm sure they're not listening, unless they're piping no, this out in the factory. They've, they've <laughs> got no internet. <laughs> they've got no internet. <laughs> should we stop with that? Should we yes, stop we should. That? I don't know how we're going to that anyway. Your that lovely Primark. You spending your money in <laughs> fast fashion stores. Fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever been in Primark, Cliff? Of course. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time I went in, I was amazed because people just get the clothes and throw them <laughs> at each other, don't they? They just hurl them about. I mean, the, the people you know, who like, work in Primark must be sick. 
Because so primarily just, just people had pick things up. Um, <laughs> no. I remember when we were kids or younger, we used to take the piss out of uh, women shopping or just touching uh-huh. the material as they walk past everything <laughs> in the shop. Just I'll just yeah. touch that sleeve as I walk past. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh-huh. instantly determine whether they want to buy something or not. Just mm-hmm. by touching the sleeve as they pass. Um, yeah. Whereas in Primark, it's the opposite, isn't it? They just pick it up and if they don't want it, <laughs> Just throw it up. Just let just it go. It. Just let it go. They they let just it throw it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think they actively encourage the, the throwing of the clothes in Primark because they put them in like sort of bins. Some of the clothes in bins. I know. So if I they're mean, putting some that of clothes, the clothes in bins. That's what it deserves, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they do, like, they do. You're right about that. But uh, I just think they're asking for it. But it is a, a sight. I mean, it could be an Olympic sport, couldn't it? Clothes thrown in Primark. Definitely could. Certainly like... more so than break dancing, which is a new Olympic sport. Have you seen that? Not a sport, is it? No. It's well, not so they're going to have dance offs like Run DMC. <laughs> oh, God does. Who break dances anymore? I don't know who they're going to get, loads of 80 year old guys. <laughs> Be a mixed bandits to do it or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Grandmaster Flash out to adjudicate. <laughs> yeah, they should. It's not a sport, man. That's ridiculous. What else has been going on at your it, end? <laughs> it was me on Monday. It was me dad's 60th birthday. Oh, I so saw a very yeah. Nice. I'd like to say happy birthday to me dad because yes, uh, or somebody who's listening can guy. pass the message on to him. I'm sure. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I got incredibly drunk, more drunk than oh, I've been good. for a long time. I think uh, me and me dad polished off at the end of the night for a nightcap. A whole bottle of Baileys. Well, I was in the morning. It's I was very rich. You got that's very rich for a full bottle. It is, it is isn't it? What did you I do? Mean, I, I, I presume that means you're in each other's bubble. Yes, uh huh. Well, uh, work. what we did was um, we watched the Gone Fishing. I put that on for I've watched the it, Christmas yeah. Gone Fishing. Have you not? No, saving it. Well. This will not spoil it, but the, one of the main reasons he wanted to watch it because he's not a big fan of fishing and he couldn't get he couldn't get the fishing parts. He liked all the rest, the banter and everything. Well, nobody we watches it like for the, the actual part. fishing techniques, do they? I, yeah, I know, but it's like part of the program, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, I know, uh, but... it's the reason they're out there. But uh, he didn't like that bit anyway. But he did like Chris Rea was on it. So Apparently so. Big... Yeah, I read, I read yeah. that. Yeah, oh, that's and he's good. a big he's a big Chris Rea. You made fan, it back so. then. That's good. Yes, he did. Yes, he's back for Christmas. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that is referenced for sure. Did I'm you sure know that Chris Rea was in a film directed by Michael Winner? What film? Oh, I've forgotten what it's called. I did Michael write it Winner. down. What uh-huh. a character, but Michael Winner. It's on the list of, uh, you know, there's like the top 10 list of the worst films ever made, and it's, it's on that list. So, what is it? We might have to do it for this program. Well, is he the star of it? Yeah, sure, yeah, he's a star. Is he is. It? He's the lead. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bob oh. Hoskins is in there and that, and Oliver Reed's with him as well. Are we all absolutely watching this film? <laughs> I know. It's metal, <laughs> isn't it? I feel like I've heard of it before now you've mentioned that, but it's, it's escaped as if I have. I've certainly never seen it. Um, yeah, I, I just heard of it. I just did a bit of reading about uh, Chris Rea and stuff after... After we're, we're drunk and uh, listening to his music and watching him on the fishing and stuff. So. Okay, what were you listening to? 
or Burge? Um, well, listening to Josephine and all the classics, you know. I haven't done much this this no. week. Um, be working a lot, play football twice. Um, uh-huh. other than that, not much really. I went out for a Christmas night out with a couple of my mates yesterday. Uh, that was good. Went to a pub that was having like a a Christmas dinner and drinks and all of that, so all uh-huh. inclusive. So I went Ooh. there. And there was a fella singing the tunes. Crooner, he's a crooner. Of a pretend, crooner. A pretend crooner, you know, he's he's Irish, but uh-huh. he, he sings the the crooners. Right. Um, it's beginning <laughs> to look good. a lot like Christmas. I almost sang, yeah. but we got some complaints last week about me singing, didn't we? So I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna who leave. Ca- it. Who ca- yeah, that was John. Wasn't John it? didn't like it, did he? I did explain yeah, to him. I messaged him saying, John, I appreciate you didn't like me singing, but it was mm-hmm. an attempt during the recording to alleviate what was quite a depressing previous hour <laughs> where we had just talked about paedophilia. Uh, <laughs> not actually, not actually, actually paedophilia, but criminals yeah. and uh-huh. how they are forgiven for such crimes. And it got quite yeah. serious. It did, didn't it? So it did get serious. People probably noticed the last episode was like, kind of jumped around. It wasn't very long because we both figured a nice, happy Christmas episode was meant to be <laughs> turned into a quite a depressing slog of a conversation. And yeah. uh, in the end, if I'd cut the singing out, it would have been about 15 minutes long. So <laughs> I left it in. <laughs> there's no, there's no wrong with us singing, Cliff. There's well, definitely I'm going to try and rein it in this week. So I, I don't think, I don't think that you should. And I, I think, think, to be honest, John, you'll grow to love it. They, were, they did a little party on the the Christmas fishing, and that got me to sort of thinking of, of Christmas parties and stuff. Are you? Mm-hmm. You've just said that you've been to a works kind of Christmas party, haven't you? So, so are you yeah, it was just a nice kind of festive pub um, with some Christmas songs on, and like we had a three course Christmas dinner and crackers, and uh, yeah, you know the same kind, of just talking about stuff, and you know, yeah, it was good. Uh, so Christmas parties, I think. They're like a double-edged sword, really, aren't they? Sometimes they mm-hmm. depend on your mood or how old you are or whatever, or what parties are can get out of hand. Uh, when I worked at McDonald's, I definitely got thrown out of one for throwing a sandwich at someone. Um, Did you? I think I was probably bad behaved on that and deserved to get thrown out of it. But the school parties were good, weren't they? I know we're talking about school yeah. and, like, Santa coming. Um, yeah. But, like, those school days were good, weren't they? Like, when you're in primary school and... All the tables got put in a square around the outside of the classroom, uh-huh. and you had like sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, I used to like it because sometimes you used to get to bring your favorite toy in. Yeah, didn't you? Uh-huh. remember that? Yeah, that it's was great. like last school day. That was one of the best days. And then it wasn't like you know people have proms now. We didn't have proms, did we? But you had no. like a, a Christmas party at the end uh-huh. of the day where you would. Uh, I'm sure in the afternoon it Frolic. was quite it was quite tame, and you would have. Songs where you do like dances, here we go, do si do, here we go, do si die, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And but then I remember obviously what seemed like the night, but it obviously wasn't the night. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there would be when Black Lace came on, and that was a bit more racy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I used to like just bring the toys in, but. The ones I remember, obviously from being a little bit older, and that was when I worked at the at T-Mobile, and they foolishly booked the Christmas party at the Fed in Newcastle, which is oh, the Federation Brewery. The, the, the brewery. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, (laughs) unfortunately for everybody there, they had LCL on draft. Well, that's where the brew is, isn't it? Yeah. That was its thing. So, I mean, it it took about half an hour for people to start fighting. Do you know what I mean? By the end of the night, people were on the tables and all all over the place. So I think we're... I think it was banned, or we were banned, T-Mobile were banned from going to that place ever again after that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, I also yeah, I had an office Christmas party once when I worked for the police when I was 16, and they gave us booze. Oh, the police did? The coppers did, I. Can you believe was that? Was it from the evidence room that you looked after? <laughs> no, no, it was a different one. It was like a really mundane, awful job, but like... At the Christmas party, you gave us Christmas party like in Scrooge and stuff, where the everybody's in the office having a party. Ah, uh, it was like that, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Did anybody like, photocopy like that? their bum? Because I think that's like number one on the checklist of those parties. <laughs> no, they didn't. But uh, this this uh, this woman who worked there, um, we, we found out she had no underwear on. Somehow, I can't I think she was bent over a table or something. So yeah. Okay. That was always nice. Oh, well, that nice was the end of that for story, a sixteen-year-old. Okay. <laughs> nice for a sixteen-year-old lad to mm-hmm. say something like that while having little bottles of alcohol, much like I'm drinking now. Uh-huh, like the Argus. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, uh, that was good. I remember um, we used to have one when I worked in Northern Rock where we worked for a great fella. And there's one of my old mates, Richie, listens to tweet us every now and then, and me and him used to work for a great guy called Keith. He's one of the bosses that I will always remember. Like for he was a great fella, but even before the office came out and David Brent, this is what he was like. He was great, and he didn't actually have an office, but he he fashioned an area like out of uh, like filing cupboards kind of yeah. things and drawers. <laughs> right. So he yeah. had like walls and a little bit where there was a gap. So you could go in and he had a desk in the middle of like this fort, essentially, that he made himself. He's making remember, his own den. Yeah, so he called me and Richie in and he was sitting and he had like, this is how I remember it. Richie will tell us if he remembers the same. But he had like his one leg like over the side of his chair like that. Like, like yeah. Back. yeah. I remember him saying, lads, my door is always open to you. And I remember us being like, you haven't even got You've got, you've got, you've got a real office. Yeah. Can, can I not just shout over the top of the... <laughs> but he was Would great. But when we moved again, we, we ended up in um, Newcastle when we were in Gosworth. And on Christmas oh. Eve, we used to have, instead of working, it, it used to start the day with a with a Christmas party, basically. Like, a, I don't mm-hmm. know, you come in at nine and by ten, uh, like a quiz and stuff, and the beers would come out, and yeah. Uh, like yeah, he would conduct the quiz, and then when the quiz was finished, and there'd be prizes. Everybody would go to the pub nearby, and that was it. That mm-hmm. was our Christmas Eve, so we'd be in the pub like before twelve, um, and we'd have we'd be drinking small beers like you are now. And I remember there was one lad called Sean who was a bit a bit of a nutter, and he brought in uh, a bottle of absinthe to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Like in That's addition, a bad to idea. like at nine AM. <laughs> we're in the Christmas spirit. We're talking about a Christmas yeah. film. Is there anything we want to talk about before we talk about the film? I saw here. This is the thing. I went Ooh. on Twitter today. I thought I'll check yeah. what's been happening on the Flea Circus Twitter account because you take care of that. 
and I normally uh-huh. look on it like every day. I have a little look, see what's been going on. Like yeah. I said, I've been busy this week, so I haven't had a look at it. Bloody hell, you've been busy on there, Sonna. Have I? What have I been doing? Loads of like hundreds of messages to read. Yeah, I asked people. Yeah, I asked people what their, their favourite uh, Christmas present was, mm-hmm. didn't I? Mm-hmm. On uh, on Sunday, we had we had a few. Um, your mate John as well. He said, I'm sure he said the Commodore 64 was yeah, his uh, was his favourite, which is a good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mate Luke, he said an Atari, which is a, always a good one to have. Mm-hmm. Remember the Atari? Yeah, with a very small joystick. Yeah, he, he said that uh, his auntie said up for him and uh, spent the whole night playing on it, playing Drunken Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> I've so heard his auntie like playing Drunken Centipede. <laughs> right, that, that was a good one. And what <laughs> I, someone said, uh, and I'll find out who it is because I'll get it up, but uh, someone said uh, He Men figures and Castle Grace. I saw someone Castle like Grace Cole, yeah. I had yeah. Castle Grayskull, but I broke it. I saw people saying they forgot about the uh, the trapdoor. That was brilliant. It was uh-huh. the chair, wasn't it? If you turned the chair around, the trapdoor. That's opened. right. Um, yeah, that's right. So I broke it because I think I think I use Ram Man, or I use <laughs> uh, someone to ram the the drawbridge, the door. Or the door. Yeah, and it snapped like the thing that kept it up snapped, so it could it would never stay up. Anyway. I think you were supposed to use Ram Man for that very reason, though, weren't you? That's the thing about that. Um, but a, a guy called Alan, right, had saw that would be putting these type of things on, and he's been putting videos on of him unboxing <laughs> these things. So Alan's got that type of stuff on there. Who's that? Uh, it's in there somewhere. Uh, Daniel, our friend as well, he like he's PS One, um, which I had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, WGM. He's got all his Star Wars figures on there with the with a lovely old picture of him with these. Oh, that's nice, Will. Folder. Yes, Will. Yeah, great guy, Will. Uh, I was happy to see a picture of him as a youngster with his Star Wars toys. Yeah, it was a nice picture, wasn't it? I like that. He's still got the boxes as well. He has. He'd be in the money, won't he? Will. Well, I'll get them on the eBay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll keep them. Um, Dover Marksman. That's who put on the the Castle Grayskull. So, I mean, I had Castle Grey, and it didn't have Snake Mountain, though. Did you have Snake Mountain? No, but I remember no. in Snake Mountain, you could talk into the snake's head, couldn't you? Aye, that's and right. Make aye, it sound echoey. <laughs> yeah. I never had it, but aye. somebody I knew must have had it, or knew must have had uh-huh. it, because I knew that happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd just seen it on the advert. How, been that. How, when you were a kid... When you saw the adverts and the kids playing with the stuff, and you just thought oh. that's amazing, it looked like they yeah. had all of the um, like all like the land, you know, that was the thing when yeah. you were a kid, right? Like, yeah, look like the backgrounds the, and stuff, the backgrounds, and yeah, like, everything outside of Snake Mountain is just your floor uh-huh. and your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best place to play was like your stairs because it yeah, could have been like stairs. you know, a mountain or something, or mm-hmm. uh, in the back garden. Uh, yeah, you I remember me and me, mate Chris Ord when we were kids, like oh, it was primary school, playing in the back garden. And he had moss man yeah. like hiding in the grass and all of yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, uh-huh. That was always good, but you know, I couldn't do that right. every time, could you? No, you did, you're right though, you did need the backgrounds, didn't you? And I remember I used to, I had the Batmobile from the 1989 film. Yeah. I and I used to always, 
kind of look at it at strange angles and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. when I was playing with it. <laughs> Did you get down? Yeah. Like really low when you yeah. had cars. Especially when you, uh, <laughs> when you could be on the stairs and have yeah. them on the top stair. And That's you right, like, right. Yeah, play yeah. with them like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent, man. My kids never played with figures. They never did. I was gutted. I was gutted about that because I always want to have a you know a bit of role play with the figures and stuff like that because that's what I used to do. But now they never played with figures. You put the picture of your rally BMX. Yeah, the greatest bike ever. I love that bike. Fast. I think I've said this before, but it was the fastest, fastest in the street. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh... Had nothing to do with me legs. I see obviously. also that um, your post was hijacked by MPIR Music. Who said right. I got this bike in the past, modified it further, <laughs> but it was a ramp bar. I don't know if that's a different type of uh, different type of bike rather than a rally. Um, uh-huh. And I'm seeing he's hijacked it, but he's hijacked it with a lovely message because he said, "My biggest wish is that humanity understand the situation the Earth's in, and everyone does his part to change it." I know I'm a dreamer, but I hope uh-huh. I'm not the only one. Although you've I think you know what he's, I think. he's really shoehorned that in the, the Christmas present conversation. It. But <laughs> I'm happy he has. I'm happy he has because he sounded like you know he was on Mist World or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a look at his pictures as well, and he's got a lovely bikini on. Miss Gunthorpe, is he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. London is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember the the old Commodore 16 or maybe it was 64 game called Mr. Puniverse? Had <laughs> <laughs> it on the spectrum, I think. Yeah, Mr. Puniverse, yeah. Mr. Puniverse. <laughs> I can't remember what you had to do, but I remember the, the cover was like a skinny guy, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to Google Puniverse. it now. Mr. Puniverse. We're going to have to find out what that was about. Like, I think it's different now because obviously, as you grow up and you earn a living, if you have disposable income and you want to get something, you can get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I think when we were kids, obviously we were kids, so we couldn't do that. But also I think any big purchases or any anything like that was always it would always have to be saved up for Christmas. It wouldn't yeah. be like you wouldn't just get it in like June or something. No. No. So I think all of I mean, these like computer games and the, the Castle Grey Skulls and bikes and stuff like yeah. that, they would you would only ever get them at Christmas. You would never get anything uh-huh. like that during the year. Yeah, and they were always cherished as well, weren't they? That was the other thing. You always cherished the things that you yeah. got, didn't you? Do you know what I, I mean? Know. I always used to be kind of disgusted, and I still am a bit in people that don't really take that much care of the stuff that they have. I think it's yeah. because of like where we've come from and that, and you know, we uh-huh. know that the amount of effort and stuff that's gone yeah. into getting something that costs a lot of money or whatever, like ah. If ever I something breaks or I, you know something yeah. happens to it, I'm always absolutely devastated. Just thinking, like mm-hmm. even if it's something I bought myself, I, I hate it. Yeah, I think that goes I, back I, to them. I'm certainly more like that now, and I, I was like that as a youngin. But in my teenage years, I used to uh, treat uh, compact discs disgracefully. Didn't you did I? you did? I always <laughs> almost threw up every time I came in your room. <laughs> I know, yeah. You are, least, you're absolute disgrace with the comeback discs. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was. I, I, I had to bring it up because I, I always remember your disgust. 
I think you used to come around just so you could put them away for us. I used to tidy them up because I couldn't deal with it. It was disgusting. Uh-huh. All in, uh-huh. not just in the wrong boxes, but like like loads of them just piled on top of each other, like shoved in. Oh, yeah. Feels sick now scratched. thinking about it. You just well, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that now. You know, I've learned my lesson now. But uh, yeah, during certainly during me uh, teenage years. What would you say or do if? Uh, if like Lenin, you went Lennon's room and all of his uh, PS4 games or whatever were all stacked up like that. If if they still uh-huh. use discs, I don't think they do anymore, do they? Well, they still do. Yeah, I think they're being phased out. But yeah, I, start, I go in his room now, and if I see a disc there, I tell him to put it in its box, like a good dad should. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm like that now. But I mean, I can understand if, if Lennon gets his own flat and just drinks every day. And doesn't pay his bills, then he can chuck CDs around if he wants, like I did. <laughs> I mean, it was bad That's enough awesome. when you were in your own room at your mom and dad's when you had your uh-huh. own place. <laughs> My God. Think- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. It didn't yeah. last very long, did it? No, it didn't. But it was interesting. So talk so- about Christmas. Yes. Like Are we going to talk about the film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Well, hell yes, war. Hell it's yes. class. It hell is. yes. It, it's amazing. I love it. 1989, starring mm-hmm. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, yeah. Johnny Galecki, Juliette mm-hmm. Lewis, and some others. Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. Um, yeah. Music by Angelo Badalamenti. Strange. <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like his music, does it? Written by John Hughes. Title uh-huh. track by Mavis Staples. And, yeah, part the, of the National yeah. Lampoon staple, um, uh-huh. which we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. I love it. I haven't mentioned who directed it. Do you know who directed it? Yes, uh, it was uh, Jeremiah. Is it Chekik? Is that what it's doesn't called? Matter, does it because nobody really. knows who he is. <laughs> I'll I'll listen to the commentary on the um, DVD today, actually. Okay. Yeah, and he was on there. Um, no Chevy Chase. No. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about Chevy Chase because yeah. Uh, well, I found out a few things about him today that I didn't know. Okay, I think I I've I know quite a lot about him because I, I love him, despite the stuff that's been said about him and stuff. I think he's great. Um. But we can talk about him yeah. a bit later. But anyway, it's a great Christmas film. It's the third instalment of the National Lampoon's Vacation films after the original National Lampoon's Vacation, which I think was 1980, maybe 81. Uh, maybe maybe 83. Maybe. And then there was European yeah, Vacation, like which might have been 85. Right, yeah. And then this was 89. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. They are the Griswold family. Chevy Chase is Clark Griswold and all of them. Beverly D'Angelo is uh, the mom, his wife, and all of them. Ellen? Uh-huh. She's called Ellen? What's she called? Um, yeah, I think she's called I Ellen. Remember her name. One, one thing about uh, Beverly D'Angelo, though, that I've noticed is that she, she grows increasingly attractive as, as I get older. I think uh, you oh, as you that? get older. Yeah, as I get older. I, what do you she, think of that? I think she seems like a lovely lady. Yeah, she's classed. 
There's like a, not, is it the opening sequence in, is it European Vacation where she's in the shower and he's walking around yeah. with like a handheld camera and she's in the shower. I remember being a kid and being like, ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I remember that one. Because, I mean, all the films are good, aren't they? Or the first three, should I say, are all, all good. Yeah, vacation. there's two more, isn't there? Um, which are not good. Oh, there's three mm-hmm. more, actually. What Loaded Weapon which has got nothing to do with these, and it's a spoof of Lethal Weapon. Uh-huh. Um, there's Vegas Vacation. Yeah, which I watched not long ago, actually. I watched and... it, I guess I wasn't that long ago. It's not mm-hmm. funny. No, it's not, it's not very good, is it? And then there's one just called... There's a sequel to this? There's a sequel there's to this? There's a sequel called... to this, which doesn't have... The Griswold yeah, family, yeah. <laughs> but I think right, yeah. there's another one just called Va- another one that's just called Vacation from like. Oh know, yeah, that was like a reboot one, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I watched that one. I, I found that one all right. Actually, okay, I haven't it. seen that. I think I only knew of its existence today. Yeah, there's a good little bit with the car. They have this kind of European Hungarian or something like that. Yeah, car with okay. gadgets and that and that stuff. It's quite funny. So yeah, but I mean, if it hasn't got Chevy, well, actually, that vacation one has got Chevy Chase. Yeah, for a very, bit, I think. yeah, very small bit. But uh, the first three are the ones because they're funny. The first three, they're really funny, and they're, they're the kind of films I grew up kind of watching with my parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This one especially would watch this every Christmas. We, yeah, we still do. We still. I, I watched it last year with my family. I watched it, you know. Last week, it's one I always try and watch every Christmas because I, I mm-hmm. genuinely love it, and I, I, I really, really love Chevy Chase in it. I, he, he became famous in the seventies, part of the Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live. He used the original cast of Saturday Night Live, and he's kind of, he's like defined it really. Even though he was only in it for one year, like Saturday Night Live yeah. still goes on now, and mm-hmm. he seems to absolutely hate now. Um, so, like, he was only in it for his first season, but he seems to right. be the defining man of Saturday Night Live. Like, he, he set its mm-hmm. agenda, I think, and what it what made it big. Um, yeah. And then National Lampoon's, again, like, it's a, it's a humorous magazine, is it? <laughs> that turned yeah, into was... some films. Much like Saturday Night Live, I uh-huh. don't understand it, and I don't find uh-huh. it funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, the right John Hughes, who in for my money is like he's made the three best Christmas films of recent times, isn't he? If you class mainstream Re- automobiles, well, you know, I, I say that because I'm living in my own bubble. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, what I mean by that is there is no good Christmas films anymore, is there? So um... the last, the last couple. Of good bad, ones, or by John Hughes, so, for me anyway. John like Hughes say, is like the he's the perfect. You you can keep your Spielbergs for me if you're talking <laughs> about the best directors of the eighties. John yeah. Hughes has got to be in there. Well, he's got to be. I mean, do, right there, do you right there class, isn't he? Right there, more than director. More than director, yeah, but he did direct as well. But yeah. do you class planes, trains, and automobiles as a Christmas film? I know it's about Thanksgiving. Well, but well, I what think does that when you. I think when you're a kid in England, it is a Christmas yeah. film because you don't know what Thanksgiving is. So I think yeah. you just glossed over that it's not about Christmas or you just assume <laughs> yeah. it is because it's known and festive uh-huh. and they want to get home and see their family and all yeah. that. So I think you assume it's Christmas and don't understand mm-hmm. that they're saying Thanksgiving because when 
well, maybe it's a little bit more well known now, but I just had no idea what it was in the eighties. No, I, I, I did. Um, but yeah, Home Alone, this, yeah, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, also like The Breakfast Club, uh, mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller, Science. Weird Science, mm-hmm. fantastic. Like he's he's yeah. a roll call of his films is absolutely superb. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Columbus was meant to direct this. He was. Yes, he was meant to direct this, but uh, he fell out with Chevy Chase, didn't he? He couldn't work yeah. with him. I mean, um, un- unlikely, but yeah, apparently he fell out with Chevy Chase. <laughs> apparently he did, but we wouldn't have had Home Alone if that hadn't happened. No, because John Hughes like, tried to make it up to him, didn't he? And he was like, oh, yeah. why don't you direct this one? I won't put Chevy Chase in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, Christopher Columbus just went off and uh, he, he went off and wrote Home Alone after sort of refusing to do this film, I think he like did a couple of shots for the film and, and things like that. So he he refused to do it and went off and did Home Alone. Oh, did Columbus write Home Alone? This. Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, I thought it was I the other way so. around. Well, all right. I believe so. Um, but yeah, I mean, John Hughes films, especially the Christmas ones, especially playing trains and automobiles, yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. This one, it's just amazing. I don't like Ferris Bueller, actually. I think it's shit. Um... You know what? I think I've seen half of it and... It, it, Maybe it's of, of its time and, and stuff. Um, but I do like Weird Science, though. That's good. Of course, everybody likes Weird Science. It's probably, I wonder why. It's, it's so good. And the guys <laughs> that are little fucking twerps, like, uh, yeah. what's his name? Broderick? Strange. Yeah. Strange character, Broderick. Not a fan. Uh-huh. So I, I was completely unaware of Chevy Chase's um, awkward reputation. Misdemeanors. Yeah, doing this. Because apparently he's a very difficult person to work with, isn't he? Yeah, I um, think um, I've always known that he's had the reputation of being a bully on set. Mm-hmm. And why, but I think he just winds people up. I, I, I think he doesn't have any distinction between if I say something to them, it, mm-hmm. I'll find it funny, but they might get upset by it. I don't think yeah. that enters his mind. And I don't uh-huh. think he's trying to be addicted to people. I think he's super clever and witty his put downs are amazing and i think yeah he's clearly like that in real life as real well. life um he's clearly treated people badly and upset them like he stepped over the line it's all right saying well I, i'm only trying to be funny or whatever you're just mm-hmm. not as funny as i am but if you're upsetting people you've got to acknowledge that i think and maybe change your yeah. behavior and i just don't think he's done that which is why or one of the reasons he's kind of just disappeared from Trace pretty much in terms of mm-hmm. big films. There was also some, uh, he's been recorded saying and doing things Has he? that are quite, uh, probably don't Nefarious. shed him in the best light. I remember probably in the 90s, it wouldn't be, uh, maybe it's his wife now, he's been married since early 80s, I think, but um, there was a phone call recorded where he's what somebody rang and his wife picked up the phone and he was basically overheard like basically shouting at her and it was like mm-hmm. pretty nasty abuse yeah. what he was shouting at her and I think there's been a couple of things like that that have been recorded over the years and then played which he would say out of context or um, just mm-hmm. you know everybody who he upsets seems to then just run to the TV and like or run to a, yeah. like a newspaper and complain about them whereas uh-huh. Stuff like that probably happens all the time, but he's just got that reputation yeah. that it follows him around. Yeah, because I was uh, I was watching something on YouTube today, and it says that uh, 
he called, I think, it's it Clark Cable? Someone like that, anyway. He called them gay on a chat show or something. And uh, they sued him for $10 million, which obviously, I mean, you, you kind of, you know, go on TV and someone say stuff like Is that. This, so, like he said, so he was, he finally got... Cable? I, can't, I don't know that one, to be honest. And he finally yeah. got a comeback in uh, the sitcom community in 2009. Yeah, and he's fucking brilliant in it. And community's gone on to the people who are in it have gone on to do some great stuff. And uh, he left that because apparently, well, he didn't. He fell out with the writer uh, of it, the, mm-hmm. the show creator, because he said he didn't think he was his character was funny anymore. Um, yeah, but he said something racist about Donald Glover, or that Donald right. Glover took to be racist. Um, yeah, and then essentially. It, he left. Donald Glover like came out and said, "Well, he was a bit racist. Uh, he's not on, so I'm glad he's gone." Yeah. And then he went back to do a Saturday Night Live special or something, uh-huh. and bumped into Donald Glover, and they were like, "Oh, was that not awkward?" And his response was, "I've never seen a man turn white so fast." You're like, "Come on!" Like yeah. <laughs> just pouring like. Petrol onto the flames of like you know, being accused of being racist, and you purposefully yeah. said, "I'm going to say that," uh, uh, like what could be easily construed as a racist like joke. He's probably, yeah, he probably said it like off the top of his head, thinking it was funny, and then yeah. like doesn't care that people you, are going to be upset can, by it. Well, you can get how people are going to be upset by stuff. Of course, like yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's, he's they shouldn't. No, be. no, I know. <laughs> uh, it was it was Cary Grant. That's who it was. Okay, okay. That's who he said that about. So I mean, he's he's obviously like you've just said that he's upset people, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I mean, why we haven't huge. seen. He was huge. Well, he's he's huge now. Yeah, he's a big fella now. Um, he is a big fella. But he's like the quintessential kind of eighties comedy star, isn't he? So after uh-huh. Saturday Night Live, he like he moved to LA. He was in a couple of films with Caddyshack in nineteen eighty. He was kind of his big Fletch. break. Mm-hmm. Then, I haven't seen the Fletch films. Uh, like the first one's brilliant. The second one's okay, but the first one is brilliant. So Caddyshack, yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation, European Vacation, Fletch, and then this. Those five uh-huh. films, he's just incredible in them. Like if yeah. he wasn't in this film, it wouldn't be anywhere near as good. Yeah. And, and yeah I, I can't think of somebody else that could play that character as well as him. No, no, he's like the every man, isn't he, with uh, a dry sense of humour. But yeah. he's amazing. So you can like, relate to him. He's, he has that, he's relatable, but he's, I was just saying to Jane before, because she hasn't seen it and I had it on, and she like loves slapstick, like people falling over, getting hit in the face with doors and yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I, I was saying like, I don't think there's many comedians or leading comedy actors that, can do everything that he does because he does slapstick, he does yeah. physical comedy, but he also does like the witty put downs and the quick one liners and stuff. Uh-huh. He's like clever and he's stupid. Yeah. And he also can make you laugh by like raising an eyebrow. Like uh-huh. it, it, there's some things in this where you're just looking at his face and the stuff yeah. he's doing is hilarious. Like it's, yeah. it's brilliant and he's not. You, you just look at there's his a, face. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's a there's a part near the end where he's having a bit of a meltdown and stuff like that, and he's yeah. he's drinking the eggnog really yeah. quick, and he's he's going, "It's good, it's good." 
<laughs> There's loads <laughs> of bits like that. Yeah. Just little lines that are, seem to be not in the script. And he's just yeah. says something Improvise. like Miley's doing something else. And mm-hmm. there's loads of bits that I absolutely love. Like, can do you, you obviously like this film, man? I love this film. It's absolutely amazing. Like I say, it's a, it's a staple of the Davidson Christmas mm. household. You know, whenever Christmas comes along, we we'll always have it on. Um, and it was the same when I was I was living at my mom's and mom and dad's as well. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you say, Chevy Chase is amazing. I think all that, that's a really, really good. It's a, it's a good cast, isn't it? Uh, it's a great yeah. cast. It's really, really good. I really don't like Randy Quaid and his character is awful. In yeah. it, but, he's, <laughs> but he's so good at playing this really yeah. loathsome character who redeems <laughs> himself in the end. Yeah. I mean, we watched it yesterday and Lennon said, I hate Eddie. I hate yeah, him. he's horrible, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you meant to hate him. Yeah, but he is... You all meant to hate him, but he is class in this film, isn't he? I mean, he's another one that's that's uh, gone off the rail, shall we say? But uh, yeah. yeah, he's brilliant in this film. So I mean, it's, the, um... the, the famous uh, scene is the the shit as full, isn't it? That's, that's the... <laughs> he just says that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the story for anybody who hasn't seen it, for however they haven't seen it, the story is Clark Griswold is like a family man, dad, two kids. Um, the brilliant Juliette Lewis is uh, the older kind of grumpy, too cool for school teenage daughter, Johnny yeah, Galecki, yeah. one of uh-huh. the one of the young pervert uh, physicians from that <laughs> terrible program, uh, is the son, also <laughs> of Roseanne fame, uh, is the son. Beverly D'Angelo is the wife. It's Christmas time, and he wants a really he wants a Good old fashioned Griswold family Christmas is what he wants. Like he says yeah, he wants so he wants, many times. He wants a perfect Christmas, doesn't he? He yeah, wants a perfect Christmas. Christmas and, you, and he's so the, determined that nothing will yeah. spoil it. Like all this shit's going wrong from the very beginning. Uh-huh. And it's going wrong because he's so determined and so uh-huh. blinkered in getting this yeah. Christmas perfect that he keeps fucking things up and pissing people off. Mm-hmm. And Beverly D'Angelo is perfect as his wife that is just uh-huh. used to this behavior and like kind <laughs> yeah. of doesn't even like roll her eyes at it like she just gets on with it and supports him most of the time yeah. like she's great um she is so he's trying to have a great christmas all the family's coming over that's the thing which everybody knows is ripe for fucking comedy his mm-hmm. parents her parents old aunties and uncles ancient people who've lost their marbles they're all coming around to spend christmas at their house um and the other thing that's running through it is um, he's hoping to get a big bonus from his boss so he can get a pool installed and yeah. he's so sure he's going to get a bonus that he's already put a ridiculous amount of money down on a deposit for this pool <laughs> so at this point he really does need the bonus which it looks like eventually it might not come so he's getting yeah. more and more stressed about that while all his family are there causing all kinds of upset in the house um, and on top of that we were just talking about him his brother Eddie, Randy Quaid mm-hmm. turns up, who is yep. white trailer trash, uh, redneck <laughs> kind of guy, and really kind of brings down this preppy family in his nice detached house. It's just uh-huh. there's so many angles that are so good for comedy exploitation. It, it is. I mean, but uh, Chevy Chase also doesn't particularly get on with his yuppie neighbours either, does he, where he's... Uh... <laughs> He's yeah. cutting down his, his tree and he's with his Jason mask on his I mean, chainsaw. I think I 
they could not be in this film. There's no need for them to be in it. It's obviously it's just, almost like a separate film. It is. They, like, them them you, two are in a completely separate film. It's weird. You kind of want to know their life, but you only see mm-hmm. it because they're they're in it a few split seconds. Uh, every yeah. every like half an hour, you see a bit of these uptight uh-huh. dippy neighbors that hate him because he's obviously like this. He's got all these Christmas lights, and you don't know what he's doing the rest yeah. of the time. But he's just obviously things keep going wrong when he's around. So you can presume he must be through not on purpose, but really kind mm-hmm. of like pissing them off all the time because they've got this minimalist yuppie lifestyle, and yeah. he's obviously a family man with two kids and allowed and a big dog and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, he, he just, like you've just mentioned, he just tries too hard, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, inevitably, things are going to go wrong because he's he's trying so hard to make sure that he, he does have, like, the perfect Christmas that but that's just not going to happen. But that's, like, for a start, there's so many comedy characters that are based on that premise. This might be the first one, yeah. but probably uh-huh. not. But if you look at, like... Michael Scott in the American I mean, Universe, David Bread probably, Alan yeah. Partridge a bit. Some of them got all different like flaws to them, but most of them uh-huh. are just trying hard to be something and like yeah. getting it wrong. Um, I mean, it, it, in the previous sort of installments of the the Vacation series, it, 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 it's a similar sort of thing. I think in the first one, he's trying to get his family to Wally World. Wally World. He's trying his yeah, he's trying his best to get to this theme park. And obviously that doesn't go well. Yeah. And in the second one, it's like this amazing trip around Europe. Yeah. Again, he just wants his family to have a, a nice time. I love so he's always trying just way. really, really hard, isn't he? Just yeah. to, to give his family a good time. Like a good dad, you know. Yeah, but that's sure. what I'm saying. So that's like, we're dads. We've got uh-huh. dads. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I can see a bit. I, I I remember I think my dad liked Chevy Chase. I remember watching you know the Three Amigos and Fletch and mm-hmm. stuff with my dad. I think I, I, my memory of it that is that he really likes these films and likes Chevy Chase. Yeah, um, well, my dad loves these films, and I think you know neither of our dads will have done all of this mad stuff that he does. But of course, you can mm-hmm. see that your dad wants to make sure you have the best Christmas ever or the best holiday ever. Like yeah. that's their job, isn't it? Like, and there's a lot of pressure. Like, where dad? Of course, it now, is. There's a lot of pressure yeah. on trying to mm-hmm. make sure you put it yourself on it. My baby's cot doesn't really know what Christmas is. All she can see is a yeah. Christmas tree. She's trying to take the balls off it because it's shiny. Like she's not mm-hmm. got a clue. And I'm still yeah. thinking. I'm not feeling Christmassy enough yet. I've still got yeah. work to do. I want to be able to give her a good Christmas and all of this. Like she doesn't even know. I'm putting that pressure on myself, <laughs> and you can see, yeah. you can see where this character comes from an, uh, a total place of truth because yeah. that's what dads are like. You're going Definitely. about it all yeah. the wrong way, which sometimes is what dads are like as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, yeah, of course it is, and like it, it is very relatable and. It's strange as a kid because I mean I, I must have been about ten when I first saw it. Now I, I loved it. I think obviously for the the set pieces and stuff like that. I I remember sort of you know the bit on the sled. I I, I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen as a as a ten year old kid where he flies down the yeah the sled. But <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. But as you get older, you sort of appreciate the the fact like you've just said that he, he is. He's just trying to give his family. He's trying to do his best. Mm. You know, he's trying to give his family the, it's the quite best. Quite emotional Christmas at the possible. end as well, isn't it? Like, it's, 
If, well, it's got a lot of heart. Like, I mean, yeah, it has. It wouldn't work if it didn't. And his character wouldn't work. Of if it course. Didn't. I mean, Christmas films that you definitely need that. I mean, there's there's a, a part with Eddie's kids, isn't there, where you can't you know pay for presents and stuff like yeah. that, and they they offer to sort of yeah, buy sad, Christmas presents and things. Yeah. I mean, that kind of thing goes on. I mean, it happens. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially now, this time, you know, with all the COVID nonsense and stuff, mm-hmm. people are in that position. I they? know, I know. And it's it, nice it, for people that, to help and, people out. And also, that's a good one of the... People take the piss out of me for liking Christmas so much. And, well, it's just well they shouldn't, because everyone loves Christmas. I know, but like, and it's just another day, they should. Like, well, no. Yeah, it is, but if there is, if there's a day where you can, or a period of a week or whatever, where you, mm-hmm. everybody just tries that little bit harder to be a bit nicer and do things yeah. for other people and just uh-huh. be nice, well, why should we not celebrate that? Of course. Well, that's well, great. Like of course you should. We wouldn't watch it if we yeah. didn't have that. And that's, and that's John another Hughes thing that John Hughes is brilliant at, isn't yeah. he? That's yeah. totally, yeah, totally. For sure. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I'm just about to get me a drink, and a massive, a massive moth has just sat underneath it. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to the Griswold family Christmas. Amazing. So this you is said a, it. Griswold there with the list, it's didn't you? Quite chilly, actually. Um, <laughs> so I was going to say, there's so many. You mentioned the uh, the sled bit. There's so many, just. Mm-hmm. Pretty not sketches. It's like set pieces, isn't there's it? There's so many set pieces. Set pieces, I think. They just come yeah. one after another. And I, I personally, uh-huh. the first half of this film, I much prefer to the second half, like mm-hmm. when the actual story gets in. Because the first yeah. half for me is just like funny bit after funny bit after funny yeah. bit after funny bit. Once Eddie uh-huh. comes in and you start getting a bit more of the story and the heart and all of that kind of stuff, I like it obviously. Yeah. Well, I'm laughing pretty much constantly for the first 40 minutes or something. Like, uh-huh. from the very beginning when they're in the car and they're singing. <laughs> and it's such a reminiscent yeah. scene where. Go on, know, Cliff, sing. I've already done it once, so I've, uh, I've already on. broken my promise. Haven't John, I? But, yeah, did, but just did that you sing bit before? Where he sings. Uh, <laughs> He's going fa la 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 la. Yeah. And him and his wife are singing, and the kids are in the back, and like I say, teenage daughter is just like, yeah, whatever, dad. But then Rusty, Rusty, isn't it? Russ. Rusty. Yeah. We call him Russ. So he goes, over to you, Rusty, and there's just silence, and then he just goes, la 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 la. I just love that. Again, he's keeping up with it because he's so bothered about it, not. The, that the son doesn't want to get into it is not going to stop him from carrying on, and I think that's like <laughs> yeah. that's just sums up what comes for the next hour and a half, and then you know it yeah. goes from that into this crazy car chase scene, which is a bit like duel or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's up, mental that because the, the the guy really had, the stunt driver had to really do that. Had yeah, to under the big truck. Well, this this yeah go the same <laughs> uh, speed as the truck. It's I mean, mad. it's it's mental. They'd never set, do that today, would they? What, and also, what a mad set piece to have at the beginning of this kind of <laughs> like wacky, heartwarming yeah. Christmas film—a huge uh-huh. evil car chase to start it off. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's John Hughes all over, isn't it? If you, you think back to planes, trains, and automobiles, and that on the motorway. That car, motorway. It's him we've all talked over. about that before. <laughs> it's just so good. Um, it is. 
and that's the same kind of bit in this, isn't it? Where they're like looking at each other. Yeah, I love uh-huh. the bit where he's like, "Look, kids, is that a deer?" <laughs> and he gives the guy. The <laughs> he gives him the. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's begin. Then they go to get this tree, so they're on a journey yeah. to find this Christmas tree. They're not going to a shop. They're trudging into the forest <laughs> to find a massive tree, and he cuts down this huge tree. Well, I love what yeah. he's talking to the daughter, and his wife's like, uh, uh, "Eyes are frozen." <laughs> <laughs> She'll say it later. Yeah. Oh, eyes are frozen. <laughs> you did bring a saw, didn't you, Dad? <laughs> he forgets the saw. So they oh You know what it is? I, I think the Griswolds, right? The Griswolds are the like, you know, they're the the start of the Simpsons, really, aren't they? The first sort of dysfunctional family. I think, I think the also Simpsons like married with children as well comes out of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Similar. And then, yeah. you know, like all sitcoms with families and stuff, like Modern Family Now comes out of it. Like, uh, uh-huh. um, so yeah, I just love that bit. And then they just basically get a huge tree from a forest that they uproot, strap to the top of the car, and then yeah. take home. And that's when mm-hmm. he encounters these yuppie neighbors, or we, en- we encounter yeah. these yuppie neighbors for the first time. Um, what do you what do you think about this cliff? Because this is a theme that runs through all the uh, National Lampoon's films. Okay, he, he always seems to want to cheat on his wife, doesn't he? <laughs> and also, I mean, the lovely Beverly I mean, D'Angelo. Funny. What do you, I know. What do you want to cheat on the lovely on. Beverly D'Angelo for? I, th- I think in the first one, it's like a woman in a Ferrari or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first one. I'm sure there's a. A similar one in the swim pool or something like that in the second one, but in yeah. this one it's the girl in the in the well, shop, isn't it? I was gonna say there's one bit that I, before we get under that bit, so the next bit uh-huh. when they get the tree home. Um yeah. and he cuts he's got it all tied up and he cuts it and it's fucking massive. I love the bit where uh they're like his wife's like, Will there be room for this for the star? Because <laughs> this tree yeah. is like crushed against the ceiling and he's like, uh, <laughs> it's pretty full. <laughs> it's a bit full. <laughs> Then he opens Bit of sap. It. Yeah, that is one of the lines that just makes me laugh. Where he's like stuck in the middle of the tree, you just he's like, Look yeah. great from here, a lot of sap, a <laughs> lot of sap. Lot of sap. <laughs> and then it cuts to him, he's in bed with his wife, yeah, he's reading the uh-huh. magazine, and he can't get his hands off the pages because he's got sap on his fingers. And it's just, yeah. it, it's honestly, it's not mentioned, he's just trying to. Turn these pages and he can't do it. A lot of sap. Yeah. I just absolutely love it. <laughs> and then it cuts to the shopping scene, which yeah. is potentially the best scene in the film for me. Like I, I just think it's it is a, excellent, isn't it? I mean, it shows his chops. Doesn't mesmerized it? Yeah. by this glamorous shop assistant in the lingerie yeah. section, and yeah. he's the his performance. At this is a flustered. Try he's trying <laughs> to hit on her. He's totally flustered. Uh, he's trying to charm her, but he's uh-huh. losing his cool and he's ad libbing. I presume he's ad libbing. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's so good. Uh, it's it so is. good. The punchline's excellent as well, isn't it? The, the punchline where he, she, she goes, You can't say the line. And the yeah. kid comes in and goes, You can't say the line, Russ, can you? <laughs> <laughs> then he realized who he's talking Yeah, and he's like, His eyes white. And this is what I mean about uh, his eyes. He just, his yeah. face, he, uh-huh. almost everything in this film, like he does, is kind of from his eyes, whether he's welling up yeah. when he's looking at the old films or his eyes, mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, I've just basically got me child son 
to look at this lady. Can, and just the way he delivers that line, like, can't see the line, can you, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before that, yeah, there's a bit funny. where she says, um, so can I take something out for you? And he just mm-hmm. goes... <laughs> He just has this weird <laughs> sniggery like hiss. <laughs> just, yeah. love it. I, uh, just love yeah. it. And then uh, he says, so, she, he said, oh, have a Merry Christmas. And she says, that's my name. And he just goes, no shit. <laughs> 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 just brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So then it like is. you meet the yuppies and stuff. They keep coming back. It's Julia Lewis-Dreyfus who goes on to be in Seinfeld and Veep and stuff like that. The guy is yeah. Nicholas Guest, Christopher Guest right, from yeah. Spinal Tap's uh, brother. Um, uh-huh. There's only one bit I like with them when he's, he's he's hanging off his own ceiling when he's trying to fix the lights that he's put up. And the uh-huh. like the big thing of ice shoots out um, yeah. the drain and through their window and blows up their expensive speaker. They come yeah. back in from a run later on, and he's like, "Somebody must have broken in here. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> broken the window." And she goes, "And why is the carpet all wet, Todd?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that. I like those bits. I mean, even though it could be a, a completely different film, but you I wouldn't also lose like... anything if none of that no. was in the film at all. Well, like it's it. still it's funny, but I mean, I I like the other bit as well, where he cuts down the tree after it the tree's demise and stuff yeah. like that and really slowly pulls it out the window you can just see it <laughs> slowly being dragged out the window <laughs> so i like that bit as well i mean that yeah I, yeah it's a strange bit with the yuppies isn't it but i, I like the fact that i guess it's just a, the yuppies is like a, it's now you'd be looking at it thinking yeah it's an 80s like thing isn't it? but i also yeah. love um and it's such a contrast with when eddie turns up and obviously uh-huh. when they're like trying to be all smart and he's empty and the the RVs uh, latrine and the the shit is full the shit is full it's just such a contrast between those two so I guess it works for that as well Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I think like it's there's loads of other bits like basically the story like we said Eddie turns up he's a bit of a nightmare turns out his kids haven't got any he haven't got any money to buy the kids presents so Clark wants Mm -hmm. to help out. Yeah, even though he's reluctant to have him around in the first place. Mm-hmm. Two things I really love: the reindeer glasses that they drink the eggnog out of, or the well, greatest, the greatest glasses of all time. They're not reindeer glasses because that the Wally World glasses. Yeah, they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. From Wally World, from the first. From Wally one. World, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, they are, they're really good, aren't they? They're I, superb. I like them. And yeah. also Eddie's uh, jumper with the roll neck sweater underneath, where you can see <laughs> that it's just the the neck stitched into this really horrible skin tight <laughs> jumper that he's wearing. You can just see the square of the jumper underneath it. Just a little bit too small, just to emphasise the fact that he's a, a right old hick, isn't he? Yeah. But I like all, all the characters in this are great. All of them are really good. I, I, I like them all, especially uh, Aunt Bethany. Where uh, who wraps up a cat? Do you know? Do you know she was the voice of Betty Boop? Oh, she. No cartoons. <laughs> okay, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so all I the like, old uh, guys are like are quite famous, famous aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, that's another brilliant bit of physical comedy from Chevy Chase, where he's essentially just moving a box around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously not a cat in there. He's just doing that himself, but it looks pretty convincing, doesn't it's it? It's great. It's so yeah. good. 
And there's so once all the family get there, it just turns into a kind of like so standard everything goes wrong. Uh-huh. The turkeys dry, yeah. the tree gets yeah. trashed, the presents mm. get destroyed, etc. etc. Um, I have to say, I do, I, I don't lose interest in it, but I do prefer the bit, the bits where it's just Jerry Chase, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, do you uh, do you recognize the house in another film? Because it's don't the, tell it's us the it's lethal guys' house. Poltergeist it's not. House. It's it's uh, it's the lethal weapon house. That's what it is. Oh, is so it? It's, uh, yeah, it's Danny where Glover's house Riggs where he's lives. sitting on the toilet. Yeah, Danny Glover's sitting on the toilet. Oh, that's the same house. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, that's a good. And did you recognize? I mean, we're cutting to the end a little bit, but uh, did you recognize who uh, Chevy Chase's boss was? Do you know who he is? You know what? I I can't remember now. I, I did know this mm-hmm. at some point. Well, it was uh, it was Lennon who said it. He says he looks like uh, Bill Murray. It's Bill it's Murray's his brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, it's his brother. brother. Yeah. So it was Len who, who got that one yesterday. Like, uh, and uh, Bill Murray, and, who replaced Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live, and then mm-hmm. when Chevy Chase went back for a cameo on the second series, had a fist fight with Bill Murray at the back of the set. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> First time you met him. <laughs> First time you met him. But they were, they were on Caddyshack, though, weren't they, together? That was after. So this that was, was like after. 1977 or something, on the uh, right for when he went. Chevy Chase left 1976, went back uh-huh. 1977 to appear in an episode. Bill Murray was the guy who replaced him in the cast, mm-hmm. and they had a they had a fight. <laughs> There's like, a lot of egos going on, isn't there? I think. Yeah, honestly, like I I don't get Saturday Night Live at all. I'm sure if I, no, I don't. was American <laughs> in America when that was mm-hmm. come out. I would think it was brilliant. I guess it's probably a bit like Monty Python for us. Like, yeah. I find it funny. I'm sure if I was watching it in 1968 or whatever, it would be fucking groundbreaking. Um, yeah. But I'm sure if you put it on for people now, they'd be like, what the fuck's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I still love Monty Python. No, I do, now. but you've got to buy into it, right? It's not just something that oh, any, yeah. anybody can put on and like find yeah. it funny. Well, I think Reeves and Mortimer are very similar. It's just very uh, off the wall kind of yeah. humor, isn't it? You yeah. know. So if you don't get it, you don't get it, do yeah. you? I mean, I always remember my mom sitting watching it and thinking uh, to herself, "What's what's going on? Why are they finding this funny?" <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a similar um, type of thing. So yeah, like if you, we're not going to talk about all the plot. Is there any other bits that you think's really funny in it? The bit where he's uh, he's locked in the loft, I really like. Yeah, um, I, I think that's class. And then it is slapstick, but it not just some, for that though. Exactly, it's not just the slapstick stuff. It's it's like you know, I'll, I'll like when he's sitting there with the with the old clothes on and stuff yeah. like that, and he's, Again, he finds so old funny. presents from nineteen eighty three. Yeah, like, I mean it's great. Physical comedy in that section is so good. Mm-hmm. But then he's watching these old films and getting really sad about like his old Christmas and stuff like that. These old Christmas yeah. films. But also he's doing it while wearing old women's clothes. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and right. This has always bothered me about it though. When he falls through the roof, why doesn't yeah. he just get out that way? Yeah. But he puts his <laughs> his hands. He puts his hands to get the warmth from yeah. like the 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 lower floor of the roof. And and why on earth does he decide to sit? Right on the on the door bit. Yeah. <laughs> At the end when he's watching <laughs> the films. But I mean that bit's absolutely class when he just disappears when she opens yeah, the Yeah, uh, It's so good. She opens it's the so good. Like, 
really good. Yeah, I love that bit. Like again, it's just it, it's like I say, Chevy Chase in this, he's like physical comedy, it's slapstick, he does a lot with his face, his eyes, mm -hmm. but he's funny, he's really intense at some points, he's ridiculously silly at some points. Mm -hmm. um, he's also heartwarming, he's got a lot of heart in it, and I think if you read stuff about him, I think all of that stuff seems to be his personality, like he's totally infuriating uh -huh. and people hate him, and he's uh -huh. arrogant and intense, but also people seem to love him as well, and like, and he's silly and funny. Uh, well, like I say, I listen to the commentary and and all that. I say, well, well, on the commentary, Randy Quaid and uh, the the kid who's in the Big Bang Theory, and yeah. and uh, it was quite a few of the actors on there. They they were all. I mean, they're not going to slag them off on the commentary either, but they all had really nice things to say about them. Do you know what I mean? And and all, you know that actor did, or he would help us doing this. He would help us doing that. He was really nice, you know. Yeah. So I mean, they didn't have anything bad to say about them. Um. So you know, it's a strange one, isn't it? That's that's the thing. There's one other it's bit that I love at the at the mm -hmm. very end when right. the police break in and they all freeze, <laughs> yeah. and Beverly D'Angelo has got a hand on his <laughs> balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're all they're all like frozen. Yeah. And uh -huh. she's just like. Stock still, but with a hand on, like, on his, on his balls. On his yeah, that balls is and funny. Cock, that. Basically. And, and then when she, she puts she it back, goes, <laughs> yeah, she goes to shake hands with someone and then puts it back where it was. And it's and you know, just the a other, little thing that's like, yeah. it's just perfect. It's so good. The other bit that's funny about that as well when uh, the, the police, because the SWAT team break into the house, don't yeah. they? And uh, he says that they've, they've stopped the bonus or whatever. And the copper goes, what? That's terrible. If I had a rubber hose, <laughs> I'd beat you with an energy. Like, why a rubber hose? That guy, that cop's excellent. I love him. He I is really like him. <laughs> But what, what, it's just a great film, isn't it? Just a, you can relate where it's, you know, families at Christmas and stuff like that. There's always a, a little bit where you can see it in your own family. Mm -hmm, Hopefully not too much. Yeah, but, uh, I think that's what it's Christmas great. films when good Christmas films make you feel like that, don't they? And, um, yeah, they get you in the mood, don't you? The good ones get you in the Christmas mood, don't they? Mm -hmm. That's why it's always so disappointing if you you watch a Christmas film that isn't good. You know, I know you said Christmas there's no with good the one, cranks like, or something. So like <laughs> Christmas with the cranks, which one's that? Yeah, I think it's got. Um, Is that Vince oh, Vaughn? No, that's Four Christmas. No, 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 no. It's, I think it's oh who's it got in it? Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, I think. Who I love, I think it's great, but it just doesn't work. Um, what about uh, Deck the Halls with um, Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick, well, no, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've even seen that one. To be honest, uh, I've seen that. But they can't make them anymore. Right, they can't make them anymore, can they? Well, Elf's the one ones. that's fallen into yeah. the bracket of now being a classic, hasn't it? Like that, it seems yeah. to have been just ac accepted that that's in the in the classic Christmas yeah. film canon. And I have to say, I like it. There's some bits in it that I love. I like Zoe Deschanel. I think Will Ferrell is, is great and good stuff, and I think he's rubbish and yeah. some stuff. When was um, when was Elf? Two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a long time ago, ago, seventeen years ago. <laughs> um, doesn't yeah. feel like that long, does it? Um, yeah. Also, he's another one that Chevy Chase has got beef with, Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell has also been quite harsh back to Chevy Chase, saying that he's an awful man or whatever. Yeah, I um, heard that, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but he's just been like, he just says he's not funny. <laughs> no, I read a quote of him today and said, so what do you think about Will Ferrell? He was like, not funny, but makes $25 mm-hmm. million dollars of film. Well, I'm He doesn't seem to like Will anybody on well. Saturday Night Live. I think it's because he's, 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 yeah. his career seems to be so tied up with it. Even though he was only in it for one year of its like 35 year uh-huh. reign, he, he just seems to be obsessed yeah. with like the other people that have been in it since that they're not as good as he was then. Um, or that he would be, he seems mm-hmm. to think like everything would be better if it was him. He's brilliant in the other National Lampoon's films as well. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that I grew up with and who always made us laugh. Yeah, same not watch his films, so. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like him, man. I was disappointed when I found out all this nefarious stuff, but I'm not gonna, you know, stuff like that about people all the time, can't you? Do you know what I mean? I don't care if he doesn't like Will Ferrell. (laughs) That's up to him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's his decision. What else we got going on then? I know we've got some music. Anything before the yes? It's a very small Christmassy quiz for you. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Just a very small one. So, first one, I think you're going to get quite a few of these, right, actually? Oh, all but right, then. That, that is always the death nail, isn't it, when either of us say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the burglar's calling card on Home Alone, Cliff? What's that? How do they know that they've broken into the house? Oh, the I won't get this. I don't know. You, you're not, you don't know? Well, no. they're called the wet bandits, aren't yeah. they? So, what do they do? Oh, they, they like let all the taps off, don't they? That's that's it. You've got it right, mate. They right. Leave the taps off. That's <laughs> how they know how many houses that they've burgled. Um, what makes kids fly on Santa Claus the movie? Santa Can you Claus remember? Yeah. I remember going to see this with me nana at the pictures. I think we went to um, would have been the Odeon at Newcastle, which has been knocked down now. Shame. Um, and my cousin Nicola. We both went. Yeah. There's a double bill, I think, with Pinocchio. Double bill? Uh-huh. Really? I've never uh-huh. been to a double. I, I went to a, a marathon of Halloween films. With, with oh, it is? You, I think. Were you not there then? No, wouldn't have watched that. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what makes kids fly? I don't know. Fucking Christmas cheer. No, it's the it's Patches candy canes that makes the kids uh, fly. Okay. John Carpenter was supposed to. Direct uh, Santa Claus. Who movie, did it? I, think. Yeah, I don't know who did it. Some some random some random guy. Um, also, we might have to do with the Invisible Man because uh, that's John Carpenter film, and Chevy Chase is in that. Cliff. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Yeah, but that's he's John Carpenter. When I was a kid, John Carpenter. Yeah, is it? Uh-huh. It is. Actually. Seems an unlikely mix. <laughs> it's one of his studio films, I think. So. Yeah, it's not one of his best, but uh, still worth watching, I think. Yeah, we don't know who uh, directed Santa Claus the movie. Is Jano Zvarch. Right. French, yeah. French director. One of these random sort of guys. There you go. I like Santa Claus the movie anyway. Also, Jaws 2. Joe, well, there you go then. And Ironside for two years. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a bit of a jobber. Bit of a jobber. Yeah, bit of a jobber. Anyway, it was Patches Candy Canes that made it. Okay, sorry, I didn't know that. I haven't. I don't think I've seen that film since then. That was about. Have you not? Seven. Oh, it's good. It's a good Dudley Moore. Yeah, Dudley Moore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't like Little Dudley penis. Moore. Little penis. Little penis. You know. 
Uh, how many ghosts visit Scrooge Cliff? Um, four. Well done. Yes. Yes, because you got that right. You remember Jacob Marley, haven't you? I have remembered Everybody Jacob Marley. Everybody forgets about him, doesn't don't they? Um, which 80s movie is the highest rated Christmas film for viewing ratings in the United Kingdom? So out of everything that's been on the television on Christmas Day, this has the highest viewing figures. An 80s film. 80s Christmas an 80s film. film. It's not a Christmas film. It's just an 80s film. It got... 21.7 million people watching it in 1989 on BBC One. What? Romance in the Stone. <laughs> it's a good one. It's not that, though. It's not that. He throws a milk bottle at someone's head who's running away. Oh, I shit. What's that? I can't think of what it is. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. People went mad for them films, didn't they? They did, didn't they? I, I can't remember. How many, remember people, how, how many times have you heard your dad say, that's not a knife? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a knife. A knife. <laughs> <laughs> classic yeah. dad saying that, isn't it? It is a classic dad saying, for sure. Um, last one for you. Okay. Uh, what is not only the best-selling Christmas song, but the biggest-selling single of all time what do you think that could be mull of kintyre <laughs> i'm serious no it's a uh, white christmas by bing crosby okay well, and it, it's sold nice. in excess of 50 million copies okay how many 50 million in one they don't know they just know that it sold more than <laughs> less 50 than 51 million, million. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. I enjoyed that quiz. Them, right, I like the Christmas quiz. Yeah. And talking about Christmas, we've got another Christmas song to see us yeah. out. We we'll have indeed. Intriguing one, this, isn't it? It's a rather intriguing one, yes. It's a, it's an interesting one, um, which I listened to a day. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice little ditty. Yeah, it is. Um, very topical. People can listen for the references to things in there. I'm sure they'll get some of them, or all of them, yeah. probably. Um mm-hmm. It is by, well, the songwriter is a guy called Ian Wills, who yeah. he's got a lot of stuff happened to him in his life, according to the uh, yes. the press release. A very, led, a, led a very interesting life, hasn't he? Um, so his band is called Wills and the Willing. Um, the song is called Drawing Straws. Um, yeah. We'll go into a little more of it before, but we'll say goodbye, Brett. Merry Christmas. We will chat again on Christmas Eve, which and actually yes. I might be shit faced because I'm going out in the afternoon. <laughs> um, right. Well, I'll, I will be shit faced then. So, <laughs> so it might be a complete disaster, but let's it. Do might it might be. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at F Circus Pod. You can tell Brett what your favorite Christmas present was and all of that kind of stuff. It's been good fun on there from what I've seen caught up with today. Um, thank you everyone for joining in. Thank you everyone for listening. Review us like us subscribe and all of that kind of stuff wherever you listen um we very much appreciate it have a good christmas to see us out today this is wills and the willing with a song called drawing straws songwriter ian wills also on the song do you want to tell everyone brett 
Yeah, um, we'll have vocals from Wickham Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth. Mm-hmm. And we'll also have drums by the former Chelsea and Arsenal goalkeeper Petter Cech as well. Ian Wills. He's still good enough. Wills he? and the Willing drawing yeah. straws. Listen now for the references. Very catchy little Christmas number. Um, thanks for sending and it. And it's in. for charity. It is for well, charity. Yeah, it? that's the other thing. So the money goes to Alzheimer's Society's uh, Sports United Against Dementia. Enjoy the song. We think it's really good. And we're very excited that Petter Check and Gareth Hainsworth are on the show. So uh, yeah. enjoy, everyone. Merry Christmas. And we'll speak to you soon. Rudolph Merry Christmas. Nine's a crowd. Even Santa's bubble, only six are allowed. So the reindeers are busy drawing straws to see who ride the sleigh this year with Santa Claus. Staying indoors and saving lives, protecting the NHS. The eight o'clock clap for the front line, who gave us their very best.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.